Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Today's episode of What Future with Joshua Topolsky is a re-release. It's a really interesting listen. We will be back next week with an all-new episode. Thanks for listening. Hey, and welcome to What Future. I'm your host, Joshua Topolsky. And we've got a great episode today because I have been wanting to talk to our guest for a long time. And in fact, the guest of today's show I, I had on my old podcast a long, long time ago. And it was one of the greatest conversations I've ever had in my entire life. And frankly, I've spent a lot of years in therapy dealing with the fact that not every conversation could be as good as that one. I'm, of course, talking about my conversation with Baratunde Thurston, who is a, uh, a podcaster and a writer and a TV personality. I think he's done a TED Talk. I believe he is uh, he may be an astronaut. He's doing many things. And he has a fascinating guy. He currently is writing for Puck News, which you may have heard of. It's one of my favorite new websites. And he's been writing about social media and technology. And and one of the things that he talks about a lot and, and I know thinks about a lot is sort of the way we get information and what's in our diet, how we get the news of the day, how we process it, how we think about it, how generationally we're thinking about these things. And that to me is a fascinating topic because I feel like we have this information crisis in the world right now. I mean, I really believe the root of of most of our problems in society. Okay, that's pretty broad. But I think the 
one of the main causes of the pain that we experience in modern life is the fact that it's become so impossible to get and understand information. There is so much noise, so much misinformation, so much that is wrong that you have access to, right? When we thought of the internet, we, you know, me and the think tank that created the internet that I worked on, when we envisioned the internet or when we thought about it in its earliest days, this idea that it could give you access to all the world's knowledge, that you could have every book and every library, every encyclopedia, every piece of information available, felt like this superpower that we would all have, that this is like the beginning of a new era of understanding and education and information and and humanity coming together and people solving their problems and we're all going to you know communicate and share and and explore together in cyberspace and you know look at all this access that we now have to edify ourselves to become smarter to become better citizens of the world and what nobody seemed to think of and as uh, myself included is that it, the the inverse of all of the world's information is true is that all of the world's disinformation can also exist there. And in fact, it turns out disinformation and misinformation is louder and faster and sexier and more interesting and more exciting than the real stuff. And it's easier to share and it's easier to scam people with, and it's easier to convince people of, for whatever reason, we are drawn as human beings to the more dramatic stories and the more dramatic stories are often the lies. And so the internet has become as much as it is a tool for humanity to explore the world's knowledge and to explore all of the fascinating aspects of humanity itself. It's also become this massive and horrible tool for disrupting in the worst way possible with the most negative connotations possible, disrupting how our brains work and disrupting what we know and what we believe is true and what we agree on is scientific and whether or not the earth is flat. Like these are now things that are up for debate in a lot of circles. And I say in a lot of circles on the internet, it feels like a lot of circles, but in reality, maybe it's only a few circles, but those circles are, are growing and they're the, the pools inside the circles are deepening and we're being sucked down to the bottom of the sea and now I'm imagining like a cylinder filled with water and we're all in it. At any rate, this is my roundabout way of saying I, I thought who better to talk about the internet and information and the future of humanity as we know it. Who better to have a conversation with about those topics than Baratunde Thurston. And uh, he agreed to come on the show. He's here with us right now. Okay, I'm very happy you're here. Yeah. I had you on my show in 2015. Yeah. Which is like kind of amazing. I went back and listened to a little bit of it. We were both drinking first off. <laughs> you were having a gigantic glass of whiskey and I was having vodka. We got into a long conversation about the Guanus um, Whole Foods, which you, do you, you don't live in New York anymore, do you? You live in LA? I live in LA. I left okay. New York uh, four years ago now. That's smart. That's so smart. I'm jealous of you. All right, so let's talk about you for a second then. Let's, yeah. I mean, obviously we now know where you're located. That's important. <laughs> so I've been reading you a lot because you're writing oh. for Puck. 
Yes. Uh, Puck News, is that what we call it? We call it Puck. We call it The Puck. website is Puck.News, but yeah. the name is just Puck. I like Puck a lot. I got to tell you, I'm a big fan. Good. I'm a subscriber. I have been reading and following along, but your stuff is really interesting lately, especially because well, not, it's, you're always interesting, but you've been talking a lot about social media. I mean, you just wrote a thing about TikTok that I thought was super interesting. You've been obviously talking about Elon Musk and the Twitter Sadly. situation. Yeah. You made a yeah. passing comment. Now, obviously that's been a topic of, of great interest to me because- Well, because it's your fault. Because I personally am responsible for Elon yeah. Musk's Absolutely. behavior. You laid the path. I did. <laughs> I did. Why did I do that? Why did I, why did I make him act in that way? <laughs> uh, but you made this kind of passing mention. You're like, yeah, Twitter as we know it is basically dead or something like that. Yeah. I'm, I'm paraphrasing. Do you really believe that? Is it over? I think so. What I added in that comment was that, you know, I was referring to Twitter in the past tense yeah. because I think of Twitter, it is code, but it is also culture. And it is the unique combination of code and culture that created the environment that we knew as Twitter. Same goes for cities. Like New York is a different place than when I lived there four years ago. I think especially if a place goes through a major tragedy, it is substantively different you know, after, if you lived in New York before 9-11 and never lived there after, you don't really know New York anymore. Yeah. Like the character of the place has shifted, even though it's still New York. It's kind of an existential question or metaphysical one too. If like all my cells have changed, am I still me? Uh, but in this case, I think what Elon has done at Twitter is so violently abrupt in terms of driving out staff and also users of a certain kind that he has shifted the nature and culture of the place. He has signaled really obviously and sort of boneheadedly what type of speech he wants to be free, right. uh, which is his right-wing buddies, and what type he will police, which is anything critical of him right, uh, or any jokes he doesn't understand. Twitter's culture is now Elon's limitations. Hmm. And he's just scaled himself, right? And he's like implemented his predilections and personality into the code. Right. And and he, he has the <laughs> sure. right to do that. That's what billions of dollars and debt and other people's money can help you do. But it is not the Twitter that we commonly refer to anymore because a lot of the people who made that place what it was aren't spending time there. Yeah. And and I include myself in that. Yeah. You know, and I'm late to the exodus by some measures, <laughs> even though I I substantively like downgraded my time there years ago before Elon even came on the scene. He just accelerated uh, a path outward and made it easier for me to spend time elsewhere. I mean, that point is like, I, I get it so well because I feel the same way like this. Yeah. You know, there definitely was a point, you know, I don't know when I was just like, no, I'm not going to do this anymore. But, but it has to end, right? Like he can't, it's not financially sustainable in its current state. Don't you, don't no, you know? It, it isn't. And I, I think there's cultural death, there's technological or a kind of uh, operational death. Um, and there's financial death. And and all of these are on the table. And I think they <laughs> right. probably move in that order. Certainly the cultural one, I think, has already very much begun. When you start like banning journalists who criticize you as if you were Saudi Arabia itself. Right. Uh, it's one thing to take their money. It's another to adopt their stance on you know freedom of expression and free press in your public square <laughs> business. Right. With no sense of, of irony about it, like legit just doing that. Yeah. So... When people like me and you and others, a lot of the black Twitter folk, even some of like the crypto kids, like there's a whole community that's just like, ah, I'm not here for this. Right. It's exhausting. Right. The town square shouldn't be the subject of discussion of the town square. 
Right? Yeah, people like, don't gather the task credit and be like, wow, look at this. I love the, what they've done with the stones here or whatever. Yeah, like they gather yeah. to talk about other stuff, right. not about like the janitor, you know? That's, yeah. It is, <laughs> like, it is like one of those things, like when the story is just about, right? And it's like, it's like when you've made it about you or whatever. Yeah. So your point about the money, you know, my colleague at Puck, William Cohan, has written much more incisively on this angle because he's a former banker and, and understands some of the Wall Streetness of how Elon put this deal together and what's required and when payments are due. And he's going to owe some significant amount of money on the debt he took out to pay for this thing. He can afford it. Right. But with every drop in the share price of Tesla, it's going to sting a little more. With every increase in the <laughs> yeah. Fed rate, it's going to sting a little more. Yeah. And with every dollar of revenue that brands aren't spending in his toxic environment because they don't want to be adjacent to white supremacy and Nazis and fake news, it's going to sting a little more. And at some point, He's going to have to do something even more radical than what he's already done just to, to right. keep the lights on, uh, which he has decided so far to handle by not paying his rent. Right. Which is so very Trumpy of another brilliant genius billionaire over it. Like not paying your rent is one of those things where like if you're a regular human being, it's such a great demonstration of like the, the difference in in class yeah in in like what the billionaire class or the very rich are capable of that we are not and by the way the rent on twitter spaces is not like thirty eight hundred dollars a month or something <laughs> no. you know what i mean it's not like a one-bedroom apartment in 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 like bushwick yeah. or something it's like i don't even know what the rent would be it's probably way more than that right now just add zeros yeah yeah, yeah. but like he's just like i'm not going to pay the rent and everybody's like well okay, I guess, like, what do we do? We can't do anything to Elon Musk or, like, to the company. But, like, if you don't pay your rent or if I don't pay, you know what I mean? Like, if a normal person, and maybe we're not perfectly normal, but, No, like I'm, a, I'm definitely above normal at this point, but... <laughs> in general, <laughs> yes. a person who does not pay their rent... There are consequences. You're gonna get fucking yeah. evicted. Like, we're gonna take you to court. And, like, none of that shit happens. And it's, like, it, to me, like, what's more galling than, like, him going, I'm not gonna pay it is that nobody does anything. It's like everybody sits there well, we, like... Look, we're, we're raised, Josh, in this world where when someone like Elon, of his gender, of his race, of his inherited wealth, decides to transgress, we tend to celebrate it. Right. Until it's too late. <laughs> you know? He's and, like Walter White. Yeah, he is. I he's mean, like, he, he's like, he's just like I mean, he's like Walter less cool. Heisenberg was way cooler than this guy. He's less cool. Sure. His drugs aren't as good. <laughs> but his blue meth is like, I don't know, fucking the blue check mark. Yeah. <laughs> but he can afford to call our bluff as a society. He can afford to yeah. wait us out. And us, I don't mean like me and you specifically, but just society at large, you know, people who need money to live, money that they get paid on a weekly, bi-weekly or monthly basis. He can take the hit longer right? because he's got a big old cushion to fall back on. And so he can just like, he knows he'll get sued for how he treated the employees when he first came in. And he's just going to see, like, will they go through the trouble of hiring lawyers or right. or will it burn so much of their time because they can't afford to spend it on that? And I can just wait right. them out. It's it's the Trump move. You know, it's like, I'm going to break yeah. this law. Let's see if the government bothers to prosecute. Yeah. I'm going to not pay these vendors. Let's see if they bother to send lawyers after me. Or will I just settle for pennies on the dollar? And it's a deal. I'm, I won the deal of the century. But you're also just, it's also criminality. It's another word for it. Right. And dishonor, you know, at, at best. The most charitable interpretation yeah. is he's a meanie 
and he's not honorable. <laughs> he sucks. <laughs> It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX anniversary sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does the hard parts for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more with a home management team that provides support before, during, and after your stay so you can focus on the relaxing, hosting, and making memories with family and friends. And you can resell on Picasso's Marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. With Picasso, you can stop saying someday and start building family traditions today in a vacation home you own and revisit time after time. Visit Picasso.com today to see thousands of luxury vacation home listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com. The thing that I find so, and I've talked about this a bunch, but like, you know, I don't want to belabor it. And I'm sure you're to all talked out over Twitter, but like, what's so incredible to me is I, I never was like, Elon Musk is clearly the smartest man in the world or anything, but there was a period where I was like, this guy's interesting. Yes. Way before he was whatever his Twitter persona was. 
there was a period of years where Elon Musk was like, you didn't hear that much about him on a personal level, but you heard a lot about the things he was doing and the things he was doing were really fucking interesting and really seemed to be working, right? Like once he was like involved in Tesla, the SpaceX stuff, some of his like bigger ideas that he would talk about, but you never really, he didn't go like way into detail on it. It's so strange to me to see the evolution or de-evolution of yeah. his like character, of his like personality, like the whoever he plays in public. Yeah. It's like he's hearing these cheers from whoever, wherever it from is. From a different section of the stands. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and he's and playing like, to that part of the room. Yes. So I, I share a big part of that, Josh. And I think I went from, we're talking a decade ago, you know, not really knowing anything about this guy. Yeah. I've uh, heard about Tesla a little bit. Oh, the Roadster looks kind of cool. I'll never have one of those. Anyway, to 2018, maybe 2017, getting serious about wanting to get a car in New York. Because my wife came from California. She's like, I can't do this subway thing all the time. We're going to grocery stores. This is, how do you yeah. live like this? This isn't life. We call this a I, life. I agree with her. She's right. And I was like, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> but we're not getting a combustion engine car. Like, that's my line. Her, her line was, I need car. My line was not gas car. Right. And there was one option, yeah, you know, which was Tesla Model 3. Okay. Yeah. So I start paying more attention. I'm building spreadsheets to analyze what the best car and the, the Nero is coming out, but it's not available yet from Kia uh, right. and Hyundai and all. And I'm also keen on the space thing. And I'm like starting to look into what's up with SpaceX. And the YouTube algorithm is great for me. I have never really been fed Nazis. I've, uh, and sort of <laughs> disinformation. I've been fed like how to make great cocktails how to compost, you know, and like what electric <laughs> yeah. car should you buy? Like my YouTube is dope. Yeah. And YouTube got a whiff that I was interested in space again because I was a space kid. And I saw, I watched his announcements around the Mars launcher and the reusable rockets. And I just admired his systematic thought. Yeah. He has like thought through all these parts and he was laying it out very logically, very engineering oriented and over promising stuff that would eventually happen. Right. Definitely wouldn't happen when he said it would. Definitely. That's the one right. thing you know right. is true is that he's not telling the truth about the ready date. But beyond that, it, it added up. Multiplanetary species, climate change, EVs. Yes, sign me up. Right. So came to Cali, got the Tesla. Leased the three. <laughs> Real excited. Yeah. I had friends at SpaceX, almost visited SpaceX, never made it over to visit there. But just an admiration for these two pieces of the puzzle. Boring company. I don't know. Flamethrowers, that's kind of weird but that's exactly when it started to go that's the moment that's a moment <laughs> yeah it was like he was getting high on his <laughs> yes. own supply like that's the fucking reality people were like you're so cool Elon. he's like yeah i'll put a flamethrower out and that was it to explain part of the transition you explain what happens to a lot of young men who get radicalized by the internet in this case young maybe apolitical but ultimately hyper conservative largely white men who fall into the rabbit holes of, you know, the thing about feminism, right? They want to cut your balls off. Wait, is that and you're true? not going to be a man anymore. My God. Is there a video? You know, the thing about black people is they want to take everything you ever worked hard for and rub it in your face. You know, the thing about indigenous people, you know, the thing about climate change. And it just becomes this like low appeal to people's deep insecurities. Right. And that was modeled for him by the former president very well, very effectively by Fox News and by people in an atmosphere online where he spent a lot of time. 
You know, he loves right. memes. I mean, so much of this stuff was born out of meme culture with Pepe the Frog and Gamergate. You know, that was all meme warfare early on. Right. And he's a, he's a Reddit kind of guy. You know, he's a he's a hashtag kind of dude. And if is he a 4chan kind of guy? He's a 4chan clearly. Guy. And he you know the stuff he yeah. plays with with cute. You know, my pronouns are um, was it prosecute Fauci? I mean, that's that's some Q stuff, stupid. right? But it it's so actually dumb. very explicable. If you've, as you have, spent time on the part of the internet that's not just about cloud services and profits going up and to the right, but that's about emotion and culture and disaffected young men, which are usually the source of most societal collapses, like young men with too much fucking time on their hands. I I agree. And and not productively put to use. And, And Elon, who as CEO of four companies should have had plenty to do. Well, that's my thing. This is what, as you're saying this, all I can think is, and I've said this so many times, but like, if I were the world's richest man, do you know what I would not do is I would not fucking tweet. Yeah. I would not go on Twitter. I would not need to go but on he Twitter. Needs like, it. He's that you and him are different. I feel like there's so many things to do in the world yeah. that you could be doing that isn't tweeting. And I think you probably identify with this. We're very online people and mm-hmm. we've probably spent like a pretty good amount of our career, like building our whoever we are, like our persona, like it's like on Twitter or on Instagram or whatever, like we're communicating, but we're also, and I'm not saying I did this consciously, but it becomes a thing where you're like, that's your platform. Like that's where you talk to people. That's like where you need to kind of be doing what you're doing. Like you do it there. Right. Mm -hmm. But, but like to build an electric car, you don't do it on, on Twitter. Like you don't need to do it on Twitter. Like to go to space, you don't do that on Twitter. It's not part of like, well, it doesn't need to be part of his, like Tim Cook doesn't fucking tweet, you know, (laughs) Tim Cook's like has, he tells like his fourth assistant to get his social media person to send a tweet about the new watch or whatever. But, but Tim Cook has something that Elon's missing. <laughs> He's got a whole sense of himself. Yeah. He has self-affirmation that doesn't require thousands of strangers every day to affirm him instead. Right. He's got self-love in a way that is satisfied in quiet moments, as opposed to having to make noise to prove that he still exists. Yeah. And so it's not that mysterious. You know, we're not inside of Elon specifically, but no, it, I, I know what it feels like <laughs> to like picture or it didn't happen. Right. <laughs> like I, right. I, and, and I'm, I think objectively more balanced, you know, than Elon, even though I have way less money, I have more of what right. I need. Yeah, what's up with right? that? You're not a, you're not the world's richest man, and yet here you are <laughs> acting normal. So unusual. <laughs> we get to watch somebody, you know, with an unmet need act out in public. And we've seen it with Kanye, and we've seen it with Trump, and we've seen it with a lot of folks, with all kinds of people thrust into public life right? who don't have their own private lives sorted out. And so in that sense, he, there's no mystery. It's not intriguing. It's not novel. It's just so much more in our face because he forces us to watch because when he, he literally bought the thing yeah. that we all were communicating. Yeah. About. Like he bought like the phone company, you know, like <laughs> he was like, no, I own the lines now. So you're going to hear me a lot. I'm just going to kind of, Hey guys, what's going on? Like, you're like, dude, I didn't, you're not in this call. He's just <laughs> popping up, but okay. But it's interesting. You mentioned Kanye and obviously Trump. 
Like Kanye is very, I mean, I assume he's still pretty rich, but has been at times very rich and very powerful, very much like in the public eye and very much in control of like the public sort of conversation, not where Elon is, like he's not the world's richest man. And yet they both have access to presumably and Trump as well to kind of any information they want or need. And yet they all, all from very different backgrounds, all from very different, doing very different things seem to gravitate towards and publicly gravitate towards this weird conspiratorial thinking Mm -hmm. that, I don't know, I don't want to give anybody too much credit. I, I think that all of them, including Trump, I hate to say it, are intelligent in some way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? That's not a stretch. That's, uh, yes, easy. But, like, the shit they gravitate towards is kind of the lowest, like, the bottom of the barrel, like, conspiracy shit. Yeah. Right? Like, it's not like, oh, I didn't hear this one before. It's not like, oh, wow, like, I hadn't considered that angle. Oh, the Jews? Really? The Jews. That's your hot, intelligent take? <laughs> the thousand-year-old conspiracy? It's like the, yeah. the Protocols of the Elders of Zion or whatever yeah. is the new conspiracy that, you're, you, that you've now been clued into. But it's funny. It's like Ian Elon shares the same shit. It's like the Fauci conspiracy stuff. Yeah. And it's like the stuff that is really designed for, for people who don't have better access to information. Right. So a lot of what you've said uh, applies to many of us. You could take someone from the early 1900s and they could make that speech about anyone alive after, you know, 1990, after 2000. It's like, you have access to incredible information. Right. <laughs> right. I thought drinking mercury on a daily basis would improve my humors, you know, and yeah. like, you know better. Wait, it doesn't? Right. And you have, you know, <laughs> Healthline Shit. and Wikipedia and doctors. Like you have you have science and yet right. you still engage in superstition and conspiracy and unproven things. So it's so tempting and very easy. And I'll often be like, what's wrong with those people? Right. But it's like, okay, we're all people. Something's wrong with all of us. They have a that's true. A bigger stage on which no, but that's, that's what I'm saying. It's like, yeah. I feel like I can understand when you don't have access to. So access doesn't mean anything. Yeah. You know, people who enslaved other people had access to the idea of human rights. Right. <laughs> right. Like it wasn't like a secret, you know, I it wasn't like, of that. oh my God, people could just own themselves. What? That's madness. <laughs> they weren't waiting for, you know, King to say it out loud. Right. Right. It was, it was known. It was knowable. Yeah, And yet there were incentives set up and benefits set up to encourage millions of people to go along with something we now say is like absolutely insane and dehumanizing and terrible. Right. That's a long way of getting to like, what's the incentive for people with presumably a lot of power and access to resources and better information than us to engage in the opposite? Right. Transgression is a hell of a drug. <laughs> and if if you can be self-perceived as like, yo, I'm so punk rock. You know, I find the real truth. Like it goes back to X-Files, man. We're old enough to remember like the truth is out there. Yeah. Which planted a seed, not that show specifically, but it was of a moment where we can't trust anything. Yeah. Like two plus two is four, maybe. Prove it. Yeah. Well, what, yeah. okay, but what kind of numbers are you, and what system of math are you basing that on? And what assumptions? Right. You can think yourself into knots thinking you're thinking when you're just spewing nonsense. And there's a lot of nonsense that passes for intelligence and thought these days that's just counterintuitive bullshit. 
Right. But it's packaged up as Andrew Tate. You know? Oh wow! Yeah, it's packaged up as Ben Shapiro, and he he sounds like a nerd, so he must be smart. I love Ben right? Shapiro; he's the best. <laughs> Not that everything he says is bullshit, but no, so sucks. much is. No, no. So much, M- most is. of it, most. And of it. and so I think people like <laughs> a Kanye or an Elon or parts of us are like, all right, I know you told me that COVID, you know, we'd have to do these things, but I don't know the government's been wrong about this stuff before. Yeah. Look, the the black person in me, not specifically me, but ancestrally, who was experimented on in Tuskegee by government health experiments, understands skepticism about government health mandates that might hurt people. Right. So the anti-vax thing, it's not even like, you're so dumb. Why don't you believe science? Well, fucking science is always changing. Right. And sometimes science is abused. When you have no trust or very low trust in the environment, then you can take good faith nuance and weaponize it as faith in nothing. And it becomes nihilism. And it becomes shit posting, and it becomes pretend intelligence when you're just peddling noise and nonsense. And I think Elon crossed that line so much. As a business owner, he was frustrated at California's mandates to keep people safe. Right. And he took it to the extreme and is now peddling conspiracy theories about one guy who spent most of his life literally trying to save millions and millions of people. <laughs> right. Like, if there, there's many people who could and should be vilified. Anthony Fauci ain't one of them. He's made mistakes. I will acknowledge that. Some of the messaging wasn't always clear. But prosecution? No. This is working under Trump. I mean, there's like a... Medals, you know, not like firing lines. I don't know, man. Well, I know some of the answer. And it gets exhausting sometimes. But then it's also like, okay, what's what's the lesson or the opportunity here besides spinning up media cycles talking about the guy who's powered by media cycles <laughs> right and, no i mean i, and I, I think know it's i agree the, the deeper thing that we're playing around with here which is like okay what's the motivation what's the incentive how do we try to like pr- protect against this because he's not alone he's loud but i just right. i think there's something about being perceived as brave and clever and there is a value to victimhood which mm. Anyone in power loves to wrap themselves in that flag. The greatest yeah. deflection against criticism of your own power is to claim to be the victim. You know, right? It's also so crazy, too. You're like, I don't think you're the guy who's had the hard time. Yeah, yeah. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX anniversary sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. 
With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does the hard parts for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more with a home management team that provides support before, during, and after your stay so you can focus on the relaxing, hosting, and making memories with family and friends. And you can resell on Picasso's Marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. With Picasso, you can stop saying someday and start building family traditions today in a vacation home you own and revisit time after time. Visit Picasso.com today to see thousands of luxury vacation home listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. <laughs> the thing you said about the X-Files, which I think about all the time, is like, you know, when I was a kid, you know, or whatever, young adult, I guess, when it was on, there's a lot of stuff on that show that circles of friends of mine that we were like, yeah, what is up with, not like the things like there's aliens or whatever, yeah. but there were books that now form the basis for like some of the craziest, most fringe conspiracy theories that were like these books like Behold a Pale Horse and like mm -hmm. these like old school, like the Robert Anton Wilson books, like the uh, Illuminatus trilogy and stuff that were like, oh yeah, the Knights Templar and the Vatican and there's all this like cover up and whatever. And you're kind of like, yeah, I kind of believe that because the Vatican seems sort of fucked up and who knows what's really going on there. Mm -hmm. All the people I knew, it was all like the fascist state the government man is like covering it up or whatever. And now it's like weirdly flipped. Yeah. The right wing now has like somehow adopted these things that I felt like were these really like almost like hippie ish sort of conspiracies. If you think of conspiracy theories as a virus capable of spreading morally neutral in terms of the hosts, it will attach itself to. <laughs> yeah. And, and it has variants and it will mutate and it will find new ways to, increase the mortality rate but not so much that it decreases the are not and the spread like all this stuff we shouldn't know but we know now because of covid right we're all a little epidemiologists now i just dropped are not in a casual conversation so because <laughs> i read a white paper you know or five yeah. well, in the past three years good you're staying informed you know what's going on and again overwhelming my brain with things that i like specialists to actually specialize right in. so you know being liberal is not an inoculation against conspiracy right and the same doubt of systems, you know, is uh, available to liberal and conservative and is the basis for Americanness to begin with. Like, we don't trust the king. We started with distrust. Right? That is a good point. <laughs> we should overthrow the government, actually. Yeah, and so it's it. like whether you're like a Black Panther who doesn't trust the government, 
or like some libertarian farm owner who doesn't trust the government. Like we share something. Yeah. We like, what's up with this government? And, and even though one may vote for Democrats and the other for Republicans. What is up with this government? I think that's, <laughs> that's, a, that's a, a great that's a question. Great, I'd love to get the answer super, to It's a super good question. But I also, like I used to indulge in conspiracy theory. I'm gonna, I can't believe I'm about to say this. Before everybody else did, Josh. <laughs> wow. Oh, you're like the the indie rock guy. You know? Yeah, like I'm that guy. I'm that guy that like I was there at the at the indie club, you know, like in the basement. This is literally, like losing my edge. This is the LCD sound system song, losing my edge. You're like I was there when it happened. And now that everybody's into them, they're not cool you anymore. Were, you were the original Infowars. Conspiracy fan. theories are not cool <laughs> when the richest guy in the world loudly embraces them. Right. They lose their edge. Certainly not fun. It is no longer transgressive or countercultural when the ruling class rules by conspiracy theory. Yeah. Right. And so when the president of the United States is like, you know, what's true lizard people. They're like, fuck, yeah. I guess I can't be engaged I mean, in that. Did part he, of yeah, he did actually say something about lizard people. Didn't oh, yeah. he? I mean, yeah. is that he's, he's got, it's so, so it's not cool. Whatever. And I think it's, what it's more, but it's more dangerous. There's something about indulging like with highly processed foods or yeah. dessert, right? A yeah. little bit has value. It can add balance. It can add an interesting, rich flavor. Yeah. But if you just eat that, if you only eat Twizzlers, yeah. you're going to die a horrible wow. death sooner Twizzlers than you Twizzlers is actually a sponsor of this episode. So sort of disappointing <laughs> to hear that you're not a fan, but... Uh, it's, they're too popular. <laughs> they need to stay punk. You know, punk can never yeah. be mainstream. Twizzler is the most punk candy of all time, as we all know. <laughs> It's funny that you mentioned that you, that you were into conspiracy when it was cool or whatever. Seriously, but, like ham radio times, you know what I'm saying? Like that's a whole different level of commitment. <laughs> well, I used to I used to love Coast to Coast, you know, the Art Bell show, which is oh, like people yeah. call in and they'd be like, you know, I was haunted by a spirit or whatever. Yeah. Or he'd have people on who had like UFO sightings. And actually, Alex Jones comes from his show. Like he became a regular or something on this show, which was like, you know, it was like a nationally syndicated, like yeah. it was on at midnight and it would be like people talking about conspiracy or talking about ghosts or talking about whatever. And it was fun. Cause it was like, be crazy if that were real, you know, mm -hmm. and, but to your point, like when the president is like, it's real, it's like, oh, okay. Like, you know what? Yeah. That loses a little bit of its novelty factor. Yeah. And I think a little bit of like, high sodium, high fructose corn syrup, like beef jerky, whatever the thing is, like a uh, beef jerky now. Food in cans. You know, like, oh that's that's cool. If you're traveling to space, it shouldn't be your whole diet. I don't know, like and, tuna fish. I mean that's <laughs> all you gotta but... diversify outside the cans. Well, and so I... a little bit of conspiracy theory, <laughs> it probably does a body good. Right. A whole system built on it, then the whole system falls down because we actually do need to believe in something. Yeah non-belief isn't enough and if you start doubting everything you don't have anything left to stand on you find yourself alone in the universe which is pretty existentially terrifying which is elon musk almost it's where he's headed that's why he's like trying to like fly out to mars <laughs> like be literally alone in the universe but the cost of his indulgence is a lot of the rest of us you know no i mean we're all just like shrapnel flying at everybody from his like own weird like midlife crisis yeah. that he's experiencing that he has to like talk about on twitter adjacent to Twitter, yeah. you just wrote this piece about TikTok, about America trying to shut down TikTok, yeah. get out of TikTok. Yeah. Which people and, can read at puck.news. Uh, yeah, puck.news. Find my page, TikTok on the clock or something like it's, that is the title. Hold on, I'm going <laughs> to tell you, it is, the headline is TikTok on the clock. I have it up here. What happens to the creator economy if the world's most important new social platform is banned in the United States? Ooh. We may be about to find out, says <laughs> Baratunde. Uh, okay, but like, 
It's not going to be banned, is it? They going to ban TikTok? <sighs> you said that like Gen Z would have Gen some Z kind and of Gen like, Gen Alpha um, yeah. would would unite, form Voltron from Gen but X. They don't have any. What do they don't have any power? <laughs> we all have more power than we know, and I think if these kids stopped signing up for military duty, if they stopped paying for their parents and grandparents' social security checks, because uh, we're in this pay as you go system. They could they could shut some shit down. You think TikTok is that important? You don't think they'd just be like, well, you know, I nodded to the idea that something so culturally enmeshed and with such deep daily habits, you know, it's some high percentage. There were some stats I left out of this piece as far as like the number of people under nineteen that represent the core usage of TikTok. Right. It, it it seems impossible. I don't think it is. It seems impossible that one day that would just disappear. Do so you think you say the average time? daily is like 90, 90 minutes. minutes a day is the average tiktok user. crazy and they have that's a, a billion monthly active users well i say that's yeah. crazy but then i'm like how much time did previous generations spend watching tv and it's way more than 90 minutes a day yeah it was like four hours a day or more yeah. i remember finding For those sure. stats in the early 2000s yeah so we're like all blown away by that but like actually it's much closer to because in tiktok is in some way like you're kind of flipping through channels yeah. so it is actually closer to a tv experience than maybe any other social app and yeah and it's, and it's higher for our high usage people right you know it's like that's the average user and then the ones who over index are going to be at two hours a day three hours a day and just living in the palm of their hand so i i think you'd be based on the combination of concerns about tiktok you've got people concerned about data and privacy you've got people concerned about youth mental health and that's like a catchy thing to suddenly give a shit about. Right. You've got folks concerned about China, some for good reasons, some for racist reasons, but their reasons don't matter. They're on the same team when it comes to like skepticism toward anything that comes from that nation. It's like that meme with the... What's the meme? With the arms locked together. Mm. You know what I'm talking about? It looks like two guys like arm wrestling, but it's like... Is it like a black arm and a white arm and they're like locked together? Am I crazy? Am I, I just like a, to make doing, you feel crazy. It's do you not fun know to watch meme? you try to paint a picture with what one hand. What is the hand. meme called? It's got, a, it's got a name. I don't know. Let's leave it to a listener. This will be the Easter egg. Wow. The first listener okay. to find me on Mastodon and tell me. <laughs> it's called Epic Handshake. Okay. I'm you gonna, know what I'm talking about, right? I probably know what you're talking about, but not by that name. Damn it. Hold on. I'm just going to send you this meme template right now. I'm going to put it in the chat here. Oh, you were saying that like, yeah, the people who are like racist. Yeah, it's a coalition and the people who have good reasons to worry about China. It's like this meme. Yes. <laughs> it's like it's like mental health advocates, racists, national right. security people banning TikTok. Right. <laughs> the Venn diagram TikTok. is <laughs> yeah. very diverse here. That's the illustration we should have done. I for like this that. Podcast. Actually, is, could this be the thing that brings us all together? <laughs> yes. I mean, I do think a common enemy. I thought that before COVID. I was like, oh, COVID's yeah. the alien invasion. It's as close as we're right. going to get. And it ripped the country apart and the world too. So no. It's funny because I thought the same thing about when Russia invaded Ukraine. I was like, okay, now America... We're classically against yeah, Russia. We don't like, like Russia. Historically, like we are anti- And then Matt Gates is like, actually. No, it's crazy, right? <laughs> it's fucking bizarre. These Republicans are like, actually, you know, Putin's got a good point. It's like, dude, does he? Like, is that where we're at? Is that where the your party? Anyhow, sorry, yeah. not, to, not to fucking lose it. But um, <laughs> let's take some deep breaths together, Josh. Is, is TikTok dangerous? 
Yeah, this sounds like the most bullshit, sorry, like CNN question of all time. <laughs> Baratunde, is TikTok dangerous for the youth? No, I mean, like, what is your take on it? Like, do you actually think there's real concern? Like, at the privacy thing I get, I get yeah. the snooping shit, I, but like... I think there's real concern in that it's super addictive and it's become, it, back to this world of low and no trust, TikTok's a place people go to get real questions answered. It's like chat GPT, but like way right. larger scale. And sometimes the results you get back are as non-factual as that bot. Oh yeah. But they present as like, this is what you should do to heal this thing. And this is what you should do in terms of how you vote. You know, misinfo on TikTok is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's, it's a risky vector for misinformation. It's risky in terms of the black box of how it operates and semi-public square media ecosystem without checks and balances and that's all that's always been that was the case with facebook that's the case with right. Twitter. it's just transfers to whatever the hot thing is uh, right and and tiktok for me is more fascinating and potentially more dangerous because it's a social network that like you don't have to bring friends to experience right. it you just right. trust like the algorithm is the one friend you need whether you're a, a creator or a, a more of a passive consumer in terms of your experience on there, you like a few things, you you linger a half second longer on this thing versus that thing, and they right. just dial you in quick. And they put you in a little box, and like, you are this type of user, 446-B7, and you get that stuff in your feed. And it's it's like um, if a pharmaceutical company could like build a highly addictive drug just for you within 10 minutes of knowing you. That sounds great, I'm listening. <laughs> They're listening. <laughs> That's what I want. Okay, he got a little bit high from this. Like, what if we kind of juice that? Yeah, it's, for it's the personalized next drugs. Yeah, it's actually it's the promise of you're actually of making it sound attractive and exciting to me. Is, <laughs> is that a problem for me personally? As you've been describing TikTok, just in this last thirty seconds yeah. or forty five seconds, I have been in the back of my head. I'm like, maybe I should be looking at TikTok more often. <laughs> like. I'm a very sick man. I'm doing dry January. So it could yeah. be, I'm just looking for something like addictive, a new fix, you know, yeah. but like, I get it. I've been there. I do. I'll open TikTok occasionally. And I'm like, you know, you'll start looking at shit. It is like the Pringles, you know, like once you pop, you can't stop it, or whatever. It's, it's also in, in what I didn't put in the puck piece. Cause I can never put everything in one thing. So we copy and paste. Like we are a meme driven society. Even before we use that word, the way Hollywood does a copy and paste on types of movies, you know, one thing hits and everybody's doing the thing. Right. Now everybody wants a Marvel Cinematic Universe and everybody needs big IP and like leverage a book or a superstar or preferably both. So the risk is lower and we can just spend a fuck ton of money on this and make a fuck ton of money after that and not be original. Right. That also happens in business and tech and social media. Facebook just copies and paste. So the more successful TikTok is, the more everything else looks like TikTok. Right. Right. Our Instagram isn't Instagram anymore. It's just TikTok. Yeah, but a failed TikTok, like a bad TikTok. If I'm on a reel and I accidentally go to the next reel, yeah. I'm like, I'm immediately turned off and always like, how do I get out of this? Which they don't make very easy. No, they literally don't of make... course they don't. It's entrapment. Like you can't get out of the reels once you're in there. I cl I've quit the app on multiple because occasions. They're not your friendly neighborhood drug dealer. Right. Okay. Well, meta. They're not Cal. Or Doug, or Jen, or whoever your dealer was, they are big pharma of oh. social media. Drugs. I have a medical marijuana license, <laughs> so I get it straight from the from the state.
It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX anniversary sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super-comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does the hard parts for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more with a home management team that provides support before, during, and after your stay so you can focus on the relaxing, hosting, and making memories with family and friends. And you can resell on Picasso's Marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. With Picasso, you can stop saying someday and start building family traditions today in a vacation home you own and revisit time after time. Visit Picasso.com today to see thousands of luxury vacation home listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. When when it jumped the shark a bit for me, I'm on Instagram. Like you had Twitter was text. You you like reading, you know, you like writing, but not too much. That's Twitter for you. You want to write too much? That's medium for you. There's blogspot or something to date myself. If you want, if you want still photos and like cool photos with stories associated with them and captions, then you go to Instagram. You want short form video that kind of moves at the speed of freaking meth, then you go to TikTok. But now everything is, everybody just has to be in everybody else's shit. And right. nobody can just be who they are. So there, there's no fixed identities in this world. So everybody just wants to be what the cool kid is at the time. So Facebook is TikTok. Instagram is TikTok. Twitter is just whatever. It's dead. But <laughs> I think when I'm on Instagram and I see, I see a still photo, but it's actually a video because the algorithm and the incentive structure 
forced a normal human being to use a weird app to turn their photo into a looping 13-second video. Not a GIF. GIFs are a whole thing. That's a whole different type of media format. Yeah, totally. We had a place for that too. Nope. So we're just going to, we're going to contort your natural abilities and sensibilities into this other thing because we don't know how to make our own shit work. Right. So we're just going to copy theirs and make you TikTok. So even people who are on Instagram, like, I hate TikTok. No, you don't. Because you're in it right now. You're living in TikTok's great shadow. <laughs> but I think that people on Instagram do legitimately hate it. And I believe strongly that the only reason why Reels, if it's, at, it's successful at all, it's because it's being like yeah. forcibly pushed on the users in a way that it's like really uncomfortable and they don't like and here that was that was the great facebook pivot to video that accelerated the uh overinvestment of so many newsrooms and it was like years later like well actually we were counting three second video starts well okay actually uh we added a zero to all the video plays uh across the network (laughs) now if listeners may not know there was a period where on the internet, when there was like a news company or whatever, they would just publish like text. Sometimes they'd do like a long form video. There'd be some images. They would do a gallery. And then one day Facebook was like, video is going to be the next big thing for our platform. Mm-hmm. Everybody should really make video. And then it literally many large news organizations that were well-funded were like, we're firing the people who write and we're going to make video. Yep. And then it was a huge failure. Nobody watched any of the video. Nobody gave a shit. And then a bunch of those companies went out of business. Like a crazy amount of companies now don't exist because of the pivot to video. And then Facebook was like, oh, we like completely miscounted the numbers. Also, like those views we said you were getting, like, were not real at all. Like we didn't have any real clue about what we were doing there or we lied. And on top of that, you cannot trust the outlet with an incentive to inflate its numbers to tell you what's going on. And part of what happened is Facebook shifted its algorithm to prioritize video. Yeah. Right. To make sure it went more viral, got more views and and ranked higher than stills or texts. And then they publicly said, we're seeing a shift toward video amongst our users. Right. <laughs> they're like, they're like, it's weird. Uh, we put video now in their feed, and they seem to be watching it because there's nothing else. I mean, that, no, it's true. That's like you know Xi Jinping saying, you know, we're just seeing a high degree of loyalty uh, among <laughs> right. the people of China right. for me. People want me to rule forever. <laughs> Says. The man holding a gun to his people's we should head. Be like, so, we should be so lucky to have such an opportunity to just completely <laughs> railroad people like left, right, and center, just just forcing this shit on them. Uh, uh, it's a bleak picture, but I have a I have a thought listening to you describe what's going on with the TikTokification of all the social yeah, networks, yeah. which is like to me, it almost feels like the Netflix effect, mm. which I think we've seen now kind of start to crumble a bit, which is like, Netflix is like, we're Netflix, we're doing our thing, now we're making original stuff. Okay, now that's fucking killing. Now everybody is scrambling like to play catch up to the streaming. To be Netflix. To be Netflix, right? And you've got HBO doing it and you've got fucking Paramount doing it, whoever. And and it turns out there's like a limit to how much of that shit that we want yeah. and, and that we'll tolerate. And frankly, like there's a fatigue that will set in after a while, right? Where you're just like, this may be the best shit in the world. I may have a hundred of the best shows to watch, but like, I don't really have the time or the attention span or the interest at this point, because like my dopamine has left my brain. I'm fucking like tapped out. Is it possible that this is the final breath or the near final breath of like 
social media as we know it, that that it's collapsing in upon itself. Like they've run out of ideas. They've run out of attention. I do think this is just me riffing now, but like, I do think we are entering a phase post pan, not post pandemic because there's still like a pandemic happening, but post the worst, most intense part of it that we experienced where we were all alone inside online all day for a long time. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's a little bit of like people going like, I don't know if that's what I want to be now. Like I want to be like that. Yeah. So is it possible there's these, like all of these forces coming together. This is just my weird wishful thinking that like people don't want TikTok everywhere. They don't even maybe want to be on social media that much anymore. Maybe TikTok is just this like super pronounced last gasp of social media as we know it. Any, 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 does that sound like possible? I think, I think that's a beautiful sentiment. I want that world. I still believe that world is possible. Uh, I remember I loved Clubhouse and then I went outside. Clubhouse. God, I forgot about Clubhouse. Right. It was very simple. I couldn't socialize. I couldn't host things. And that was a wonderful substitute. And then I left my house. Right. And I went and filmed uh, my TV series, America Outdoors on PBS. Check it out in the PBS app. Great. Very smooth plug. And I was like, all of a sudden, I'm not spending all my time talking to strangers on a party line. I'm just like at a restaurant again. Whoa, I love restaurants. You know what? I love strangers on the street. I love random people at the coffee shop taking too long to order. Give me a DMV line. Yes. (laughs) And it was all superior to that novel, interesting but unsustainable right. blip in the in the grand sweep of all the social technologies. It was like a potent yeah. blip. And so I was wrong about the sustainability of that and, and more to the point, so were the people who devoted so much more of their time to it. With social media, I am excited for us to escape the phase that we've been in. The centralization, the feed based like even the word feed just makes me feel like livestock right just like oh i'm gonna go to the feed i'm gonna feed on the freaking the memes and the data and and some they're just fattening me up to shove ads into the feed right to take stuff from me so i can buy things i don't need to monetize you yeah yeah and so we will always tend toward that because of capitalism which won't let a diverse ecosystem prevail it will tend toward monoculture Hmm. uh, in food, in entertainment, in technology platforms, because people want more and more and more and shareholders want more and more and more. And that means everybody's got to chase the same damn rabbit. But the Gen Z and the alphas in particular, you know, they grew up in the ashes of the financial crisis and they bear the brunt of the trillion dollars of college debt, you know, their, their older siblings, especially. So like, I don't know so much about this. And then the planet's reminding us like, Hey, this whole feed-based system, infinite feeding, you'll eat your home planet and won't have anywhere to live. That's not sustainable either. So more of us, I don't know if the whole system will totally change, but more of us will seek this alternative universe you're talking about. It excites me. And so I joke about Mastodon. I think it's like a hint that we can create other environments. In my podcast, How to Citizen, the most recent season is exploring how we use technology to help us show up as active citizens and members of society uh, and not just be fed to an economic engine that we didn't build and that we generally don't benefit from. And I just learned a lot talking to people who've done different things with tech. The folks at New Public who are designing digital public spaces differently, Esra Al-Shafi uh, over in the Middle East who's created 
this social media network that operates very differently from all the noise we've been talking about and just doesn't give people infinite powers on day zero to fuck around and find out how much damage they can cause to society. Right. Right. It respectfully onboards people into actual communities. First, it doesn't have VCs, which <laughs> makes it possible. <laughs> I love that. And because the incentives, like if you start with venture capital money, and so it's rich people who need to get richer. This is already just like disposable, but they drive everything you pursue downstream from that. All your user research, all your UX design, all your growth marketing tactics are so that a millionaire can get mm -hmm. to be a billionaire. Then whose need are you really meeting with that feed? Uh, and, and so to really have TikTok be the last gasp, we need different funding mechanisms, which are available, but not wide scale. And we need people designing these spaces who are more than just board engineers. Yeah. We need people who actually know how to design spaces, <laughs> you know, like designers, interior designers, cultural programmers, artists. Uh, we need folks who understand people yeah. to build spaces for people. And, and many of those folks have not been included. They've been subjected to the visions and imaginations of a very small group of folk who don't have the broadest human experience. And, and who are incentivized to make money. Yeah, above all. It might talk about like community and shit. But you don't have to take a vow of poverty. Right. But if, if your premise is returning 10x and getting valued at a billion dollars and being a unicorn, then you've already, you've already, I wouldn't even say corrupted. You have vastly limited the possibilities for what you create under those conditions. Yeah. And so we need fewer limits. First off, your vision, this vision you just painted is very beautiful. I feel like that's well, I think, very... I think we, you know, we did that a little bit together. You well, all right, I'll take, the, I will take some thing. credit. You can have 15% uh, of the vision wow. uh, at a pre-money valuation that's of, generous. let's call it 30 million. Thank you. That sounds good. <laughs> I'll fine. I'll take that. I like that. All right. So, okay. I think that's a great place to leave it, but you have a ton of stuff going on. You mentioned a couple of things now. I, before yeah. we end, I want you to tell me then, and by proxy, tell everybody listening, obviously you're writing for Puck. You've got a PBS show you just mentioned. Yeah, it's called America Outdoors. When can I see that? Where can I see that? You can see it now. Um, it's re-airing on, you know, find your local PBS affiliate. You can go to pbs.org slash America Outdoors. They have a great streaming app that doesn't strip your identity and sell it back to you. Just the PBS digital app, PBS Passport, if you pay. Oh, yeah. I subscribe to that. It's great. It's it's money well spent. It's like, I think it's cheap, too. It's like a yearly thing. It's like 40 bucks yeah, or something. It's, and you're supporting your local PBS station, which in some communities is the only local news uh, available and local media available. Yeah. So I'm, I've become a even bigger fan of PBS working with them and not just watching some of their stuff. So check out America Outdoors. It's It's not a wildlife show. It's a human show about our relationship with nature. It's and, and it's people we don't typically see. A couple of examples. I spent time with formerly incarcerated folk who learned how to fight forest fires in prison and now do it as free people and understand mm. some of their journey. I spent time with multiple indigenous communities in uh, what we call Idaho and Minnesota and California uh, and learned many of you know their traditions with respect to the land that they're on. I, I go crabbing with the most conservative person I've ever knowingly been around wow. in my life in the oh, Chesapeake Bay. I gotta Bay. see that episode. <laughs> and, and I you know, went hiking with refugee kids in Idaho. Like it's surfing and horseback riding and just beautiful people. And it helped me remember uh, how much we still have in common, which includes uh, 
at the basis level our planet. Yeah. So check out America Outdoors, check out Puck, pay for it. It's worth it. Yeah. And and how to citizen is my podcast where we take citizen to be a verb. And you're in season three? We are at season four now. We're about to we're about that. to drop season four. We launched in 2020, got some awards, had some really dope conversations. And the show was all about sharing new ways to show up in society and like exercise our power. Sometimes that's voting. Most of the time it's a total new bag. It's business stuff, it's tech stuff, it's culture stuff. And I tend to interview one person at a time about their thing. And then we give listeners in each episode uh, a way to make it your thing and, and actions you can take in your life to just practice these muscles that have atrophied so much because the only thing we've been told to do is shop for shit. <laughs> Which is, guy, yeah, you got to admit, it's pretty fun, though. Like, <laughs> it's super fun. It's highly Too fun, in fact. Yeah. They've gamified resource loss. God, it's so true. So, Josh, it's a great reunion. Yeah. Thank you for having me on here. Thank you so much for doing this. You got to come back, do it some more, talk about some new things. I'm sure you'll have like 10 new things next time we, we talk to yes. each other. Happy to come back. Well, that conversation was amazing and also went kind of long. So I don't have a lot of time. They're telling me I have to wrap it up now. They're telling me. There's several people are motioning towards me. Look, they're doing that thing where they pointing to their watch and then like making their hand go in a circle, like wrap it up. So I'm feeling a lot of pressure right now. So that is our show for this week. And we'll be back next week with more What Future. And I should say before I go that What Future is an iHeartMedia podcast. It's executive produced by Lyra Smith. Adam Wand is our editor, and Jenna Cagle, am I saying that right, Cagle? Just like Bagel, right? Is our supervising producer. She's mad at me now. I hope you're all happy. And if you would like to, and you don't have to, no one's going to force you, but it would be great for me. I could finally hold my head up proudly at family dinners if you would just go on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or any place where you can add a star rating to this podcast and give it five or six stars that would be great because um, my family doesn't respect me and I think if you do that they'll start to come around to the idea that I'm worth respecting so I really appreciate that Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast growing health and wellness industry with an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. 
Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.